But I learned that there were more people like me. I just didn't really know. And I didn't know that it was a thing to meet up with people, meet up with other travelers and like have that support system. Because really when you're doing this, no one else knows how you feel. Like it's a, it's a weird life. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. On this episode, I'm so excited to speak with Alyssa, who is a self-made, globally recognized travel blogger, influencer, entrepreneur, and the founder of My Life is a Travel Movie. She's a true adventurer and a nomad who has been traveling full-time and working remotely for the last 10 years. Alyssa is also well-known in the travel world as one of the token original solo female travel influencers and also one of the most successful and hardworking travel entrepreneurs. So listen on to find out how she's been able to build and expand her travel brand. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Alyssa. Hi Alyssa, how are you? I'm really well, just living the dream over here in Mexico. I know before we hit record, Alyssa was telling me that she's um, in Mexico. She has a pool close by and I'm so jealous because I'm here up in New York City and it's like a huge heat wave and I wish I had a pool to go to. But <laughs> well, come visit. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes, I will be there. But yeah, Thank you so much for being here, Alyssa. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So I have been a digital nomad, travel influencer, travel blogger, travel entrepreneur. There's so many titles. I never know which one to say. For 10 years now, and I've been living abroad, or more like traveling full time. I've been nomadic for about eight years now. I'm known as being one of the first solo female travel influencers on social media. Um, so I don't claim I was one of the first solo fuel travelers we've been doing that for like really long time, but I was doing it when Instagram became really popular and they dubbed the term influencer and just dropped it on us bloggers who were using the platform to drive traffic to our websites. So I've been doing it for quite a long time. It is a dream come true. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I worked my booty off the same amount though I work now. Uh, I've never stopped my workload or my hustle. Um, so I'm very grateful that I've been able to see 118 countries, mostly like for work. 
which means they're sponsored tours, sponsored hotels. So not only was I getting to travel the world for free, but also getting paid on top of it, which has been also a crazy dream come true because uh, it's not just like money here and there. It is, has been enough to actually buy a home, which is why I'm in Mexico. I've just purchased my first condo in Tulum. Wow. So, super exciting. Um, and yeah, I've just been expanding and expanding with my as my brand grows and as my, my audience grows with me. So a lot of people have been there since the beginning and they're very dedicated and amazing. And they actually come and travel the world with me on my group trips. That is incredible. And obviously, this has been a long time coming, right? You've built up this brand, this business, and you've been doing this since, you know, when influencers weren't even really called influencers yet. And now it's kind of just like everyone can call themselves influencers if they have Instagram and some sort of following. But when you first began, Alyssa, and obviously you were doing this to build up your brand, especially with your blog, how did you transition to make this full time? Because this is something that most people will say, well, this is really unrealistic. You can't make money off of this. How do you make a living off of traveling and just taking photos and doing what you essentially really love to do? Yeah, exactly. So in the beginning, everyone thought I was crazy, especially since, <laughs> as I mentioned, this was like 10 years ago when like being a blogger or didn't, was being a blogger meant like you have like a rich boyfriend, rich parents, and you're doing something because you're bored. <laughs> And like, you like say that's your job. So that's what people assumed of me. It was very hard to deal with like haters and naysayers and keep doing it because people were, I lived in LA. So people were literally accusing me of having like a sugar daddy and have that's who's funding me being able to travel and and blog about it. Um, And again, social media didn't really, it wasn't really like anything lucrative you could do with it yet. Um, I, le- I had a lot of side hustles. So I was a virtual assistant, which was one of my favorite jobs. So I was working for multiple clients online. I actually once a year teach a course to train people to be virtual assistants. And then I like hire them to people that I know would like one. Um, but I learned everything from like just learning online, what people needed done. And I actually worked for a celebrity publicist. So that's where I learned all about SEO and getting your name in like media publications and getting featured and getting link backs, getting interviews like I'm doing with you right now. So I used to be the one scheduling interviews for these C-list celebrities. And now I'm grateful to say that people reach out to me for me to do interviews about myself. So I learned a lot from my side hustles. I didn't make a ton of money, but the money I made, I saved and put towards my trips. But my hustle, when I say was real, was like I had to convince people that giving me a free tour was going to help them get business and and no one else was doing that yet. There was like travel magazines that were doing media exchanges or um, like media visits, but I wasn't media. I was a blogger. Um, I did have a bit of help because I wrote for Huffington Post for free. So I could say that I was a Huffington Post writer. And at the time, that was more powerful than me being a blogger or me having social media. So I really used that to my advantage. And then when I would get the collaborations, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm also going to post it on my blog and on my social media because I have this amount of followers. And they'd be like, okay, how is that going to help me? And I would be like, because the people following me want to do what I'm doing. And I started being able to prove that. So people started going to the hotels. They started taking the tours. And the companies would come back and be like, okay, you're right. This worked. Like, this is interesting. Like, we want to know how we can get more publicity from you. So I just kept doing that, doing that, doing that. I'd never really tried. I didn't understand how I was going to make money for it 
like immediately because it took me like two years to be honest with you before I started getting paid but I would just take I would do my side hustles I would take the free stuff do really well at the work so that I would get a really good reputation because a lot of people think that you know you just get the free thing and you just post a picture and that's it but there's so much more work that goes into it and then so two years into it I'm very lucky because I started getting really big deals like like that I will say though that I did go viral so I did become really well known <laughs> around the world um and then I didn't I, I was on the news because of it I was getting offered to be on tv shows to have my own tv shows never ended up happening but whatever um and then I was like what's well where's all these collaborations I thought I was gonna start getting paid right away it didn't happen until six months later and I was randomly I had just decided to get rid of my apartment in LA and travel for a month instead in Asia and I was posting so much content from Asia and it was just like epic context I was in Japan and then I was in China then I was in Philippines and I was in Bali and no one was posting this rapidly this often and moving so quickly to all these countries solo. So this was when my social media really started to explode. And then I started getting the emails that were like, hey, we want you to come here and do the pictures that you're doing there, like here, and we'll pay you. So I started getting these paid trips. And one paid trip would be able to fund me traveling for another month, basically. So I just kept like <laughs> taking all the collaborations. And that's how I started making the money. And that was my turned into my full-time job. I became a full-time traveler, fully nomadic. It was a bit of a hard transition because I had to not have a home for the first time and also like <laughs> figure out what to do with my dog and who was going to be watching him. But yeah, I jumped into it really fast and it was just like a whirlwind. And then once everyone started becoming an influencer, like you're saying, and the industry became quite saturated, it was scary for us but those of us who were already established it was fine you know we're still getting our brand deals and things like that but the other side of it is that rather than being worried about there being so many influencers instead it was like well now all of the brands and companies are finally understanding that influencer marketing is like a thing and so it's much easier to to tell them your pricing and them not be shocked like you want me to pay you this amount of money to do a post now it's like quite normal and not only is it quite normal and easier for us to pitch but it's a lot easier in regards to brands coming directly to us and being like hey we already know who you are we already know like your story we know your brand post we know how like if you're doing good or not and this is how much we want to offer you for this post so it's a lot easier now but there are less opportunities because there are so many people so i've kind of shifted into monetizing my audience in different ways which uh, many people I don't really see them doing, but it's something that I always suggest, like don't put all of your eggs in one basket for getting brand collaborations because it's just not realistic right now. So like I said, I've expanded into doing group trips, which is like one of my main incomes right now. I've just written a book. I have an online shop, have, you know, swim, swimwear line, tons of different things just to like keep the money coming in at all angles, just in case one of them dies out like these collaborations. Yeah. Well, it's also that you learn as you go because there's so many things that so many things that has happened within the last 10 years. I mean, going from nobody really knowing what you're even doing with your life, you not knowing whether this is going to work out. And it seems like 
you know, it's it's very common, right? When you're an entrepreneur, you have to be really persistent with what you're doing because there's no guarantee. It's always in constant risk for yourself. And as you had mentioned, Alyssa, like it took you two years to finally make a living from this. Now, between those moments in those two years where you were like, I really love this, but it's also like, is this sustainable? Like, how am I going to make money? And I know you said you made side hustles. How was your mindset like? Did you ever ever think like, hey, let me just stop this because the side hustles are making me more money and just continue with that. And, you know, just maybe later for that. But this is, you know, what's giving me the income right now. Why did you choose to keep going, even though it was those years that you had to 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 keep working at it? Um, to be honest with you, I'm a very stubborn person and a very proud <laughs> person. And I, if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. If someone tells me to do something, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> there came a point where in addition to my side hustles or before the side hustles, I was working in person as like a personal assistant. And I absolutely hated it because I was constantly being told what to do. So obviously that didn't work too well with me. And I had actually started <laughs> the blog and I was told that I couldn't I either couldn't have the blog or I couldn't put my name on the blog because my boss at the time was like, oh, people might read it and know that it's me that you're talking about. And I was like, okay, well, then I quit. So um, (laughs) that's when I went on my first trip. So I took all the money I had saved from my, my old job, my side hustles. I went on my first trip ever by myself. And I went to three countries. I went to South Africa, Thailand, and Australia with all of the bad stereotypes in my head that you get in the United States. And I was completely proven wrong. And I was so blown away by how wrong I was and how amazing that trip was that I got back and I was like, all I want to do, all I want to do is be a blogger, a travel blogger. And I want to travel and I want to share what I just experienced with like everyone else. So I just kept doing the side hustles, like hoping to make some money. That was how I was making the money again. And then it was just like, I just kept blogging and I really enjoyed doing it. So I liked writing in the beginning. I wanted to be mostly just a writer. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't know that I was going to be a face. I I thought I was just going to be behind the computer writing and then posting random pictures that I took on my travels. So yeah, I thought, (laughs) you can see it's very strange because now I don't do as much writing and it's mostly pictures of myself, which I was not expecting. Um, (laughs) Also was not expecting to be like 34 years old and doing photo shoots and professional (laughs) photographers and things like that. So it's been a really interesting journey. But yeah, as far as what kept me going was that I was still getting those free collaborations, which was like my fuel. And I was still getting these people that were like, oh, wow, you're doing this. I can do this, too. So it was the audience and it was like the tiny wins that really just like kept me going, even if I wasn't making money. Like the money I didn't think was going to be ever a thing I didn't think it was ever going to be enough to support myself like full-time so instead of having the mindset I want to do this to make money I had the mindset I want to do this to travel and to help people and that's what helped like way more (laughs) yeah it's kind of incredible how that journey became to what you're doing now and now you have a full brand because you did take that risk and you did kind of believe in what your mission was and what your passion was and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't but you did take that risk and also one of the things that you did mention Alyssa was transitioning to a nomadic lifestyle and that was a a huge change for you because you did have a life in in California so can you take us through that process also of 
really understanding what it's like to be on the road. You know, we all have this like dream of being on the road, making it really kind of like a movie, right? Like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like eat, pray, love, you know, I'm just going to have a great time. But as we all know, there are realities to our dreams. So how did that transition go for you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was like really, it was a big, it was a big change. Um, so like I said, I had my apartment and I had always, I've always had an apartment. Like since I've been like 18, I've had my own apartment. I've had my own space, had a huge closet. Also in LA, like you're saying, like I had a life, like I, I was in the social scene. Like I had all these friends, I had my dog. And then one day I was like, I have to make this decision because I can't keep going back and forth. I just can't afford it. I have to either afford an apartment or afford to go travel. So my, I talked to all my friends about it. My friends were, um, luckily very supportive of my crazy ideas all the time and they're like we'll help you watch the dog just put your stuff in storage you can crash on our couch when you come back it's it's gonna be fine We're, we'll be here when you get back so I was like okay I'm gonna do this <laughs> so I did I put all my stuff in storage and I just kept one suitcase and actually back then it was a carry-on so I was very broke and I could only really afford, you know, the cheapest flights, which oftentimes didn't include the luggage. So I traveled most of the time with just a carry on. I learned how to be really good at packing. Also in the beginning, I wasn't like fashionable. I had like hid my fashion side because I wanted to blend in. So I always only wore like a long sleeve black shirt and long sleeve black or long black leggings. So that made it a lot easier. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just kind of learned how to like go from place to place, unpack, pack up, find somewhere like randomly, like a few days before you arrive, find somewhere if you need to, when you arrive, be comfortable on like flights by yourself, be comfortable in places where you can't speak any of the language. Um, so yeah, I picked like the hardest place to start because (laughs) literally Japan, China, Philippines, where hardly anyone was speaking English at all. But it was beautiful and it was like amazing and shocking and it really, it prepared me. I also was fortunate because right away I did get into a travel relationship as well <laughs> <laughs> with um, a male blogger and we traveled quite a bit. We met in Bali and then we traveled quite a bit. So that was like, check, dream come true, like right away <laughs> as well. But I learned that there were basically more people like me. I just didn't really know. And I didn't know that it was a thing to meet up with people, meet up with other travelers and like have that support system. Because really when you're doing this, no one else knows how you feel. Like it's a, it's a weird life. Like my boyfriend now, like I come back after a month and he's like, Oh, how was your trip? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just went to eight <laughs> countries in like 40 days. It was great. And I was like, do you know where I went? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So it's very interesting to like try to like, you know, like once, especially when you're getting started to like find people that are going to be supportive of you. I know a lot of people's like friends and family will be like, what are you doing? But <laughs> again, I'm grateful to have family and friends that were like, yeah, cool. That's amazing. I wish I could do it too. So if you don't have people that are supporting you, I, my biggest recommendation is like earmuffs, just don't listen go on the internet and see all the people who are doing what you want to be doing and reach out to them instead and make some friends. 
Yeah. And it's a tough situation, right? Because when I started having this type of lifestyle where essentially, Alyssa, you have a freedom lifestyle, you can take off wherever you want, whenever you want, you're still able to make monies because that's what a lot of the stress comes from, right? When people want to start traveling or they want to do long term traveling is that, okay, how am I supposed to make this sustainable? How am I going to make income? How am I going to make money? But when you have a business or if even if you have a job that's remote and you can do it anywhere, you have a lot more freedom and flexibility. And one of the things that I found myself before my husband actually also became remote is that it can get really lonely because even though you do have that freedom, people that you love and care about may not have it. So you're often solo, right? And you have to get used to being on your own or making friends on the road. So you mentioned that your boyfriend right now doesn't is like necessarily travel with you and he's not remote. I don't, well, I don't know if he's remote, but he's, he's in one place. How do you make that type of relationship work? You know, because that can be um, hard, you know, in that situation where you're like, I'm so excited to be here. And then sometimes you just look at a place and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And you're like, I wish my other half was here <laughs> to see this. Yeah, I have a, a few different thoughts on that because mo- a lot of people, in the, especially in the beginning, were like uh, constantly, aren't you lonely? Aren't you lonely? Do <laughs> you want to be alone? Like, don't you want to have a husband and settle down and have babies? And I was like, no. And yes, I want to <laughs> be alone. Like, just let me go exploring because every time I travel with someone, it's more about them than it is the place. So for me personally, I still to this day prefer being solo when I'm traveling to new places. If I'm going back like a second or third or fourth or fifth time, I prefer to be with people. But if it is a brand new place and I'm really trying to like understand the country and see everything, it is 10 times better doing it on my own. And for me, I'm obviously so used to being alone that it doesn't bother me, but I have had to work really hard on relationships with, especially with people who can't come with me. So my boyfriend technically is nomadic, but he isn't in the position to where he can just randomly go to Africa with me for a month. So I have to just work on like having really good communication, setting up like a communication plan pretty much, like what time we're going to do video calls and what time it is for me when I'm going to sleep when you're awake and like things like that, just to like make it a little easier. Definitely in the beginning had to immediately have that talk where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm here, but like I have to leave for work. So it's not always easy finding people that are going to be okay with that. I've had obviously a couple relationships fail because it was just like way too much for them. And they wanted me there more often than I could be. But as I said, it's not, I mean, now, especially with so many people moving into digital nomadicness, it's a lot easier to date if you're, you know, a nomad as well and you're traveling solo. Like, it's so easy to meet people. So many more people are becoming flexible. So that's another, like, amazing thing, you know, for us serial digital nomads. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's getting difficult. And it's funny now, though, because, like, at, in the beginning it was like, oh, I can't find anyone to travel with me. And now it's like I can't find a trip to be alone on. <laughs> it's like – If I'm not hosting a group trip, it's like someone still wants to meet me and do the trip as well. Yeah. And and that's the beauty about being remote and having all of these remote work really available for people now is that you can have that freedom to travel when you want or even just 
live how you want to live, which is pretty incredible. And I love that you're like, I love being alone. I like seeing things in my own schedule because that's true. If you travel with friends or even your significant um, other, it's like you also have to make sure that you're scheduling it for them. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, I want to see this place the way I want to see it. So I love that. So let's go towards your business, because another thing that you had talked about, Alyssa, is being able to transition as your business change, as the world changes. And now you have to create all of these multiple sources of income, because as an influencer now, there's a lot more people on the market and you had to make sure that you're able to pivot and go with the changes. How has that gone for you and what did you find that really works for you to figure out? out what is the right way to monetize your brand and your business? I basically just listen to my audience. And that's my biggest tip. A lot of people think you just need to gain followers for the numbers, but your followers are like basically your income. Um, But like, don't treat them like that. Obviously, like treat them like, you know, they are your, they're your brand. They're part of your brand. Um, So basically I ask, I casually ask, people or I listen, I just listen to people. So I've been now doing the group trips next year will be my seventh year. And it came about because people kept being like, Oh my God, I love your travels. Can I come with you since you're always solo? And I was like, no, the point of me being solo is for me to be solo, not for me to invite random people. But so many people kept asking that I was like, all right, I'm going to see what happens if I put together a group of people and we go on a trip together. And then maybe I can make some money from it as well since I'm putting it together. So I did. And my first trip actually had like 10 people on it. And we went to Iceland. They were super chill. I made some money off of it. And they were like, okay, when's the next one? (laughs) And actually I had a couple of them join me for Antarctica. And I was like, wow, if people are willing to come to Antarctica and come to Iceland, then like maybe I can like keep making this thing. So I just, I really just listen to them. I always listen to them on the destinations that they want to go to. So if I hear a lot of feedback from a country that I'm in solo, I'll offer it the next year as a group trip. Um, The other thing that I did was uh, realize that a lot of people kept asking me where I would get my clothes or my earrings or things that I would either randomly find on Amazon or I'd find in the countries that I was traveling in that I can't really like buy and sell. So I learned how to do drop shipping. And I would find similar items doing drop shipping and sell them on my website. So basically just listening to people and then giving them what they're asking for. <laughs> I love that. That's the best way to do it because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to do this like complicated brainstorming. They're literally asking for it. So that's so simple, but very, very Effective. I love that. So Alyssa, let's move forward to maybe about 40 to 50 years from now. And you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for? I don't know. I guess mostly just for inspiring people to take their solo trips, because that's what I get the most. I do get the most feedback on that. And every day, like it makes me really proud, really happy, because I wish that I had someone like that when I was thinking of taking my first trip. And it really does inspire me and make me like super proud that people are literally traveling all over the world just because of like something I posted. So really just that. And um, I also would like to be remembered for my hard work because I really do show people how hard it is to do all of this and the never ending like work and effort that I put into it. And people know people, people that have never met me, they know they're like, girl, you work so much. You need a vacation. Um, (laughs) It's a good feeling because you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just 
posing for a picture and posting it, but it's so much more than that. So yeah, I am actually speaking of, I mean, it's probably too young in my life to do it, but I'm already starting to write the books of my story just because so many people ask and they want to know in the beginning, like, how did I even start? So I've just finished writing the first book. It's coming out soon. And then I'm working on the second one about how I finally went nomadic and started getting paid to travel. I'll just keep going with that. I ideally (laughs) want to be like retired with my little travel family and just write books all day. That's amazing. And pretty much you've started it already. So you're definitely on the way there. And it's so crazy how someone like you, Alyssa, obviously, when we look at your images, it just looks very effortless and easy. And then people usually don't see the hard work that you do have to to do in terms of like how you produce this type of work. And I always say the easier it is, the harder it actually is. And, you know, it just because you did a really good job on it. So thank you so much, Alyssa, for joining us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? So I have a few different platforms. My main one is my Life's a Travel Movie on Instagram. If you're interested in my group trips, though, please check out my Life's a Travel Tribe. And then I also have TikTok, my Life's a Travel Movie, my website's My Life's a Travel Movie. Uh, my website, if you need any tips whatsoever for solo traveling, living abroad. And then I also have a ton of itineraries. So you can have a lot of free information on there. But yeah, those are the main main ways to find me. Thank you so much, Alyssa. We really appreciate you and for sharing your story with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Alyssa. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to live and work abroad permanently. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.